today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. To begin with, a story that we brought to you a, a week or so ago about the uh, Red Hill Valley Park Inquiry, Parkway, rather, Inquiry, that, uh, well, it's not really going on because they're still trying to get information on this. I know you figured that was some time ago. And we mentioned the fact that there were so many documents that had yet to be delivered. Well, the city of Hamilton has now submitted more than 55,000 documents uh, to the inquiry, which I hope is going to get the ball rolling on that. John Best, uh, the uh, publisher of the Bay Observer, has been following this story from day one. He joins us on the Bill Kelly Show uh, to give us his perspective. John, how are you doing this morning? Just great, Bill. How long? How why? Why does it take so long in a situation like this to to accrue this, uh, this information? That would, I mean, this. There's got to be a file someplace about what's been going on here. This uh, this this delay. I know the judge was upset about it, but you have to really wonder about uh, who was doing what or who wasn't doing what. Well, I think I think it's uh, it's probably a combination of COVID, uh, which prevents people from actually physically uh, getting into their offices. Um, I'm sure there, you know, obviously the fact that they delivered the fifty-five thousand would suggest that. Um, you know, the, the IT department, I guess, enabled them to access uh, the material from a remote location. But I think it's a combination of that um, and uh, just the fact that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tremendous volume of documents, 55,000. I mean, I, I wouldn't even know how to ask for those. So I'm guessing that, that everything that essentially had the word Red Hill Valley on it is now part of that 55,000 uh, documents. I'm sure there there are documents uh, provided that, that will not probably have any relevance in, in the inquiry. Which is only going to take more time, obviously, to try to uh, sift through all of these things and find out what's going on. Uh, we need to remind ourselves about exactly what this inquiry is all about. I don't mean the history, the tragic history, the, the deaths and the accidents that have occurred, the collisions that have occurred on that roadway. But there, there have been questions, really, John, about this, this road well, since the day it opened, about the design of it. I mean, I, we can go back to the 1940s if you want, but I mean the design of it, as it turns out now, the, the serpentine fashion in which it goes up or down the, the, uh, the escarpment. Uh, the quality of the, uh, the, the stuff that was used in this road. There's a, a, a lot to be answered here. Well, and, and it's, uh, it's a project that was completed a decade ago and, uh, and a project that was started in terms of construction, you know, 17, 18 years ago. So, uh, a lot of this is going to be revisionist history trying to, uh, you know, it's not, it's not simply what kind of material were they used and whether the material is, um, you know, meets today's standards. It's, does it, did it meet that day's standards? Cause that's really more important. If you know, if if the name of the game is to actually try to assign blame, uh, I'm doubtful, frankly, that that there is going to be at the end of all this. I, I hate to say it, Bill, with all the money that's being spent, but I'd be surprised if there was a, a real ringing uh, uh, finding. Uh, I you know, we shouldn't second guess what what's going to happen, but you know, we've already had some of these questions partially answered before the inquiry started. The question was asked, why wasn't the report released? And uh, the media coverage suggested that the, the person who got the report just felt that, um, you know, it wasn't uh, uh, strongly enough worded that uh, it warranted um, the action. Now, you can argue with the decision, but um, at the end of the day, uh, you're trying to get into people's heads as to what were you thinking at the time, what were the construction and engineering standards at the time. 
it's going to be a complex project. And uh, the one thing I can almost definitely say, given where we are in the piece, is uh, I doubt very much if they're going to come in under budget at this point. <laughs> uh, well, the fact that they're this far along, or not this far, you know, with all the time that's already elapsed, indicates that this is going to go on for quite some time. And, and uh, Justice Wittensig has already told us that, look, they're not going to have any public uh, input into this until they've read through all these documents. Well, that's going to take a heck of a long time. You have 55,000 documents that need to be read in some form, sorted, uh, you know, discarded or added to the file. Uh, the other thing is, if you go back to February, um, uh, Mr. Justice uh, Herman uh, Siegel, Wilton Siegel, uh, at that time he issued a, a preliminary uh, report on uh, who can participate and uh, who gets funding for their participation. And I think in this case, um, participation uh, is a different has a different meaning because it looked like he was excluding all the families of uh, of the accident victims from participating, uh, when in fact he's put um, processes in place where they're all going to be heard. They're all going to be heard in public meetings. The the word participation in this sense has kind of a legal connotation. Uh, that that's a little different. So there are going to be a lot of people heard. In fact, he's uh, he's even set up a, a possibility that uh, just a, a group of interested citizens uh, could come together to talk uh, very broadly about various issues. And um, and he's even suggested that they could get some funding. Um, so you're you're going to see uh, there's going to be a lot more here than just the. You know the the paving company and uh, the the engineering consultants and so on. Uh, this thing is going to um, there there is going to be a very public uh, process and and all of the victims' families are going to be heard from, all of which suggests that it's not going to be a short process by any means. That's going to be a very emotional one though when we start getting uh, well by, for lack of a better expression I guess victim impact statements from some of the families. Uh, and some of the people that are going to raise some concerns. I mean, we, we've we've talked to those members, and I know you've had interviews with uh, some of those families over the last uh, number of years as well. And uh, they're going to have to relive all that stuff again once the uh, the inquiry gets to that stage. Yes. Well, it's um, uh, I, I think it's fair to say that we're we're at a stage now where only the city has submitted their documents, um, and. And to some degree, that's understandable because I think the other people that are being required uh, to produce documents will be people like the paving company, like the engineering company. Uh, They are, you know, potential uh, um, participants in litigation later on, or at least they could be sued. Um, So you can understand that, you know, there's going to be a little more care and caution in terms of, of what's produced. But uh, it it's, it's looks pretty clear to me that with three million gone already, and really all we've done is got the first batch of documents, no public hearings, and this has been going on since the spring of '19. Um, there's going to be a lot of money flying out the door before this is over. A couple of questions, uh, and again, where do you begin with fifty-five thousand documents? But uh, I would think that uh, one of the ones at the top of that pile should be the, the that report from Tradewind Scientific. That was the the report that, that really seemed to get the ball rolling here when they talked about the uh, the friction levels on the road itself. And, uh, you know, and as you mentioned, 
there was an assessment made by somebody on city staff that, well, this is not really relevant and it's not that important, seemingly, which begs the question, why was it locked away in a computer folder then? Well, I don't know. I don't know that it was, frankly, Bill. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, that's what that's what the city said in their report. And the city said the report was in a locked computer folder until it was discovered in 2018. Well, that uh, I missed that, and uh, God only knows why it was. Uh, frankly, I, I guess that'll be something that uh, that will come out in the in the hearing if they get the right witnesses on the stand. But. Uh, uh, who knows? Uh, you know, a locked computer file. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, well, okay. you know, we it indicates to me that somebody didn't computer. want anyone else to see that report. Well, yeah, but I guess the question is: Is there? You know, we all save under our passwords. Um, is there? Was there some further level of security, or was it simply the way we save all our documents on all our computers? I, I don't know the answer, but I'm you know, locked is kind of a funny word. Frankly, I wouldn't know how to lock a document <laughs> beyond using my own password to, to log into my computer. I have no idea how you would lock a document, but I've never been very good at that sort of thing. You know, it, sounds, it sounds nefarious. The other element to this, too, and, and this is uh, something the city actually commented on, uh, again, about the Tradewind Scientific Report that, uh, that showed that the frictions on parts of the Red Hill Valley Parkway were below U.K. standards. Yes. And when we asked about why we're using UK standards, apparently there is not a standard in North America. I find that just incredible. There's not a. There's certainly not a standard in Ontario, and uh, you know you have to remember that uh, uh, you know the the that we do have construction standards, uh, a provincial construction standards. Uh, to what degree uh, people from the province of Ontario come in here and look at individual projects uh, is hard to say. I mean, the Red Hill was funded in part, uh, in large part, by the province, but, um, uh, you know, it, it was always intended to be a municipal road. So uh, that's going to that's be another interesting discussion. Is there, is there any role... Uh, that should have or did take place involving uh, provincial authorities. It, it just it, it boggles the imagination about this. I mean, you know, if you wanted to put a building up today, John, I mean, there are, there are standards that you need to meet as a builder, you know, whether it's the kind of concrete, the mix, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We build a lot of roads in North America, <laughs> and uh, yep. you would think that uh, that friction levels on those roadways would be something that would have to be considered. I, I, I don't know where, where that's going to lead or who's going to try to do something about that, but the more information we're finding out here, it seems sometimes as if there, there's a lot of head-scratching here and, and, and probably more questions than answers at this stage well if anybody's listening to this um, i'm sure there's people out there that know the answers um, uh, i mean clearly friction uh, you have a road that's on an incline uh, so then you have the issue of you add water to that from precipitation uh, obviously a road that's sloping uh, is going to have greater friction issues than a flat road like the link so um, it you know and, and the fact that there was a, a consulting firm that was equipped to measure friction. It would suggest that friction is an ongoing issue uh, in highway construction. But uh, that report, um, uh, you know, and it was an internal report, so it wasn't all dressed up the way, um, you know, the, the kind of reports that staff attach to public documents. This was a, just a quiet little 13-pager. looked like it had been done as a Word document wasn't even a you know the big fancy pdf kind of look you know with the pictures and everything it had little uh 
they popped little pictures on it. Um, it, it was a very technical document. And um, I, I would challenge most people to read that thing and even see uh, the, the warning. I mean, you'd have to be looking for it, uh, frankly. Uh, but on the other hand, it was commissioned. So why was it commissioned? There must have been some thought about friction. Those are all things that will hopefully come out in the, in the uh, final inquiry as long as everybody involved stays alive between now and then. Well, yeah, given the history of this road uh, and the construction of it and the, the battles that went on for years and years and years, this is uh, this is pretty much par for the course, I guess, uh, considering what's happening. You mentioned a few minutes ago, John, about culpability, and, and I, I guess at this point you're right. We don't know exactly what uh, recommendations or statements or anything that are going to come out of this final report whenever that happens. But uh, we need to remind ourselves, too, that uh, there's at least one class action lawsuit uh, that's being prepared now. It could be more, I guess, after they get some details from this report. So the, the legalities of this uh, are long from over. This is this is not the end. Uh, this is just one more step along that path. No, there's uh, there are law firms involved. Some of them applied uh, going back to that February um, uh, ruling by the commissioner. Uh, some of them were, were applying for funding. Some got it. Some didn't. Uh, but uh, this this is a this is a bonanza for legal firms. Uh, a, a project like this, it's uh, it's not quite as much as the uh, mesothelioma commercials you see on TV all yeah. the time. But there's uh, you know this this highway's been around for a long time. There's been a lot of accidents. There's been some fatalities, serious injuries, and uh, you know the chickens are coming to roost. I I would suggest. Well, uh, we wanted to bring everyone up to date about this, about the documents have been delivered, and I guess now the the, the reading starts and uh, the the evaluation of what's going on. Uh, but the justice also did remind us that uh, it's probably going to be into the new year uh, before there's actually any uh, any public input into this, and uh, people are going to have an opportunity to have their say. So uh, get ready for the long haul, I guess, John. Yeah, I mean, the one thing we've learned uh, through this COVID is that you can hold extensive hearings without people being physically present. So mm -hmm. um, hopefully they'll be looking at that so that they can move up. If the only thing they're waiting for is the ability to be in a room together, right? I would suggest they should get over that and, and get on with uh, using the technology that's available. Yeah, that's not going to happen anytime soon. John Best, uh, publisher of the Bay Observer. As always, John, thanks so much for this. Good talking with you today. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.